This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Okay, this is Jen. So I want to talk quickly today on a Jen's Jot about, you know, when it, you know, I've been doing that whole series on this versus that, and I wanted to share a few more things, um, and I'll continue to do that. I've got probably 150 different this versus that's that I'll go over over a period of time, but I wanted to share with you um, something that, you know, really resonated with me, and I'm really going to start using it in pretty much everything I do. And uh, what I know is that we talk, we've talked about this before is when you get to the point where you are wanting to hire an assistant, um, you're trying to find another mini you. And we always use those terms, a mini you. But the thing is, when you first started in your business, um, you could communicate with clients um, and get back to them consistently because it was just you and you were doing everything to make your reputation really good. And so you were functioning at 100%. But as your business grows, something has to give. Either you can't get back to people in a timely fashion, you can't do um, a loan analysis fast enough, um, you can't write your thank you notes in the time frame that you originally were able to do. And so, so some things start slipping through the cracks. And while you still think you're working at 100%, you're really not. You're probably working at 70% on something, maybe 40% on another thing. And so you're saying, well, I need to get an assistant. And what you're doing is you're trying to find an assistant who works at 100%. And that therein lies the challenge because nobody's going to be like you, right? But if you're working at 70% and you hire someone who's working at 80%, that's a good hire because it's 10% more than what you're doing right now. And we just have to look in the mirror to see that, especially when you're working at 40% on something and you hire someone who works at 70%, that's a huge win. But we fail to recognize that. And instead, what we say is they're not working at 100%. They're not perfect like I think I am. And therefore, I'm going to let them go. And the assistant didn't work out and they didn't work out. And it's really not fair to other people because our, our expectations are so high because we want them to be, you know, so let's say you have five people on your team. You want each one of them to be working at 100% so that the whole team is working at 500%. And that's just simply not going to happen. It's just not. So, and, and I know that. Um, but it's it's tough because you're you know, you can rack your brain as a team leader and as a manager saying, you know, I've, I've explained this a thousand times. Why am I having to explain it again? And why don't you get it? And it might be the way we're delivering. It might be the way they they learn. Um, it might be that um, we're ex expecting so much from them that they're afraid to tell us that they don't understand something. And so therefore, they never get better at what they're doing. So I want to share with you um, the difference between. Um, progression and perfection. It really, and, and specifically in that way, because everything I just told you is compiled and rolled up into, or compiled and rolled up into progression versus perfection. Let's not require that everybody be perfect around us like we think we are. Let's look more towards the progression. Is that person progressing from 60% to 61 to 63? Is there a progression that they're doing um, in, uh, in uh, obtaining or grasping the concept that we're trying to give them? So, for example, and I mean, some of this is silly, but it, it really is very, very important. 
And one of the things is that um, just having someone schedule your appointments and having those appointments be on your calendar in a specific way. Uh, so for example, I like my appointments to be scheduled to say B2B, you know, a, a big capital B, a letter two, a number two, and a big capital B, colon, Jen, and uh, whatever the person's name is, right? And in the notes, I want to have Jen's cell phone, the person's cell phone in case we have to get a hold of each other. And then the purpose of the meeting. So new relationship, realtor, or um, catching up, okay? But I, and I need the address on in it as well. And I want a reminder and I want the, um, so when it first comes out, it says B2B. And then when it gets confirmed the day before or two days before, then I have my um, team member go in and say confirmed in big capital letters, B2B. Da, 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 da. So I know they're confirmed. Um, so I have this this insanely detailed process, right? But that's kind of what has to happen. And when when he first, my my assistant, one of my assistants first started, it was just Jen to meet Bob. And I was like, well, who's Bob? And then I'd look at the email and Bob's email was bippity bop Bob at Gmail. Well, I don't know who that is. I have no idea. So it, it needed to be clarified. And so we started with the progression, you know, okay, you've been introduced to a new procedure at this company with me, and now we need to progress so that the invitations are right. And so what I did is I declined all of the invitations that weren't correct. I said, nope, I can't do it. And he said, well, you're open. And I said, the format's not right. Um, so I was wanting it to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And so I later I said, you know, that's not fair to him because I, I mean, I am trying to teach him, but let me accept the appointment. And then when we meet on a daily basis on our huddle, I can address these with him individually and say, OK, can, now that I've accepted all these appointments, let's talk about that format again. I Here's the here's the email that I sent you or um, wherever wherever we put it in writing that we would have this format. So you can see in this invitation, it's not not to that format. Oh yeah, I see, I see. So can you go back in and change that uh, so that it looks accurate? Just modify the invite um, and just, you know, resend it out. Yeah, no problem. So that was progression, helping us do that rather than us honing in and putting our thumb down and saying, you're not perfect like me, like we think we are, right? You're not perfect. And so you're not working out. Instead, let's just look for progression and let's scooch them along and coach them along and encourage them, motivate them through that process to say, you know, once we have this down, this will be a piece of cake for you to do and I'll receive it just fine. And we'll be able to do more volume because we won't have to go back and forth. So I'm just encouraging you, if you're a team lead or you're thinking about putting an assistant on your team or, you know, a team member is uh, don't be so hard on them. Don't be, don't ask for perfection. Just ask for progression, but sit with them to identify that progression is moving forward, that they fully understand what you're asking them. Uh, you know, he, uh, and I'll give this example too. And he would come back and say, Hey, I, I, I'd say, well, did you get X, Y, and Z done? And he said, you know, Jen, honestly, I didn't because I didn't understand it. And I said, well, then why didn't you say something when we were sitting, right? We were sitting together and I, and I assigned it and delegated it. And, um, he said, I don't know, you know, and I think that he gets intimidated. I think, you know, I, not he, but people in general get, might get intimidated, don't want to look 
goofy. You know, they don't want to look like a fool and they don't want to look stupid. Um, so it's our job as leaders to make sure that people feel comfortable saying, hey, you know what? I really don't understand what you said. That was basically another language. So it's up to us to say, okay, let's try another way for us to communicate this so that they have full clarity so that we can progress. And sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes we, can, we can't give them the full task. We have to give them little pieces so they can learn. Remember, people coming into our business who have not been in our business, <laughs> one of the biggest things I hear is, oh my gosh, the number of emails you get is just ridiculous. I've, I used to get... 40 emails a week, and now I get 40 an hour. So understand what the overwhelm that they're receiving and that they're they're dealing with rather than what we think, you know, is just norm for our business. So I wanted to share that with you is look for progression, not perfection. Um, look for progression in your business too, in your, in your professional development and your personal development. Don't look for perfection look for that progression because if you look for perfection and have to have your your perfect loan process in place before you can do something uh you know go out and talk that you've got to have your um scripting down you will never get out there and and succeed you'll simply wait for that perfection or try to achieve that perfection and all the while the big train and all the the money has just passed you by so hopefully that's going to help you um Learn something new today, right? Another little fun fact of the day that you'll change your mindset as you're going um, through your day. And um, I look forward to seeing you uh, the next time that we have our time together. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.